There's an uncomfortable silence as we walk off the fairway into the rough and continue in a further left direction than the hole. We're on the 10th hole of the United States Mid-Amateur Championship in round two. And I'm caddying for a student of mine, and this player played really well in day one. It was his first time being here, so there was definite nerves. Well, we got into a really good rhythm, and everything was great. Finished off amazing day one. So where we're at right now is my player had a little blow-up incident the past couple holes before this. So he actually had a double bogey and then two bogeys, and it kind of started with a missed putt. And admittingly, he said, I, you know, I was rattled to the point where, you know, almost started to get on that search and not knowing what to do. So we get on the 10th hole, and he hooks one way left. So it seems as if the wheels are coming off at this point. And we're at a course called Stonewall, and it's out in Pennsylvania area. And it's really out in the middle of nowhere. It's a big, beautiful plot of land. And they had buses that were shuttling players from where they need to park and spectators and such up to the clubhouse because it was actually such a far, uh, far away. And his ball, unbeknownst to us, was not out of bounds, but it was basically on the road. So we get to the ball, and again, this awkward silence continues as at this point, any kind of pump-up speech or anything I'm trying to give is just falling upon deaf ears, and it's not really doing much good. So I'm trying to weather the storm, trying to figure out what to do to help my player get back on track and get him to understand, like, you've been playing well this whole time. We can get this back. We can fight. So we're sitting there debating, getting the yardage, and thinking about what to do, and in the distance, this bus is pulling up um, by us, and it seemed as if the bus didn't quite know what to do. However, what was really happening is that we were so far left on this hole that the bus driver actually thought we needed a ride. So the bus <laughs> stopped, opened the doors, and waited for us to get in, to the point where my player actually had to say, like, and just wave them along. And he almost was an angry wave along at that point. But, you know, we both kind of looked at each other at that moment and then just couldn't help but just burst up laughing. Like, this is going to be a story of a lifetime. That you hit the ball so far left in the U.S. mid-am that a bus actually tried to pick you up. But the beautiful thing was, is it stopped the fret. Like, it almost reset him. And he continued to play on after going four or so over in the last three holes, continued to play the rest of the round and the harder side, arguably, at one under par. So understanding these tension diffusers is a huge, huge deal. And we're going to go over what that means for your game right now. Welcome to the Go Low Show, where it's about golf, grit, and your pursuit of greatness. My name is Kyle Alderink, and I am your co-host, along with my man, John Weir, mental game coach extraordinaire. And in this podcast, we're going to show you everything that you need to know about how to go low in your golf game. And we're excited to bring you that show right now. Expect anything different? Is it his time? Yeah! Anything like that. Well, 
Here it comes. All right, it's time to go. All right, John, so coming off this story, and um, this was a story that I was obviously a part of, and it's a funny one, but, you know, this happens so often. We start to really see players get a lot of tension in their swing. And one of the issues is is they're really not aware of it, but tension is one of the biggest killers of any golf swing. Like, you can be so technically sound, but if you have a lot of tension built up, it's going to cause problems. And the reason it does that is because tension is really cortisol running through the body. And there's a few different things going on we'll talk about. But it's that cortisol, which is a paralytic. So it's like it freezes you up. And when we get frozen up like that, it actually slows down your body. Like if you tense your arms up as hard as you can, you try to move them, you're not going to move them very fast. Like (laughs) that's just the truth of it. So if your arms are really tight and your shoulders are really tight and you're trying to move them, they're not going to move very fast. So it becomes very difficult for the arms in the hands and the body to become in sync in the golf swing. And when the hands and body are not in sync or the arms and body are not in sync, we start to see a lot of wayward shots because the club face is, has a hard time getting square. So it's really a big time killer of the swing, but it's something that a lot of players are not terribly aware of. And players are so conditioned to go to, well, what did I do wrong in my swing? But tensions hardly ever one talked about. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would agree that most players overlook this aspect in their golf swing, right? They immediately have been trained or conditioned over time to look at faults and fixes and mechanics, but they're overlooking the fact that their body is changing in the way that they're practicing versus competing because practice doesn't have that consequence element, whether it's the reward or, you know, the possibility of failure out there. So whenever we're in a competitive situation, yes, tension is now in play, guaranteed. It doesn't matter what player you are, you're going to be dealing with some level of tension changes going on. And it's important to look at where does this tension start from? When you look at the mind-body connection, you have to understand that your mind is the teacher, your body is the student. So it's the body you can look at is always following through with what type of thinking that you're having. So tension is the physical body is the byproduct of typical stressful or fearful thinking. So if we look at the guy in the mid-amateur situation and he's coming down the stretch and he's never been there, well, obviously we have some fear thinking going in there and we see the byproduct in the physical body as tension and then we see the result, which is a block swing. A lot of people overlook how powerful their thinking is and how much their thinking is dictating their responses and their results in their life. We typically like to use an acronym called TFAR, T-F-A-R. That means thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. So if we look at where tension's starting from, it's starting from in that thinking section, fearful or stress-based thinking. This type of thinking now creates a different response or feelings in the body, which in this case is tension or anxiety or other types of emotions as well. When we're tense, we have anxiety, we have these different feelings going on, it obviously influences our actions. And these actions in turn influence our results. So everything is starting with a thought, including tension. So if you're dealing with tension on the course, let's look first at what type of stressful or fearful thinking are you having and in which situations? Yeah, you know, that's perfect. And two things really happen uh, when players get tense and this is kind of your first warning signs is the way I look at this is number one, you start holding your breath, you know, because again, that's like our, our flight, our, our fight or flight response. 
is, you know, freeze fight or flight really should be a better way to say that, right? It's because a lot of times when that cortisol's running so much and we're fearful or we're scared, we like physically f- try to freeze. And the first thing we do, if you've ever been in a stressful situation, is you're going to catch yourself holding your breath. So your jaw gets completely locked. So we're holding our breath. And then the other thing is we start to squeeze really hard. So there's really two areas, you know, where we start to get a lot of warning signs of tension starting to build up. And, you know, so two is like your jaw gets locked. So we really start holding our breath. We're not breathing. And then two is we're putting a lot of pressure on our hands in the club. So, I mean, it's not only running through here, but it's running through the shoulders. It's running through the forearms. And, you know, it's interesting with players here and I'll do a little tension check with them and I'll physically remove the club from their hands. When the club gets out of their hands, they just are so aware of what their arms are actually doing, not holding anything. And a lot of times the players are very tense and I'll say, stop at a certain position. I try to take the club. I can't even get close to taking it. It's like like the sword and the stone. They're holding on so, so tight. But the thing is, is they're not aware of that until it's actually pointed out. And a lot of players are out there playing with all of this tension and they're not aware of it. And the worst thing is, is when you start getting hyper-technical and trying even harder to perfect this motion, this technique out there, you're actually amplifying that because of what you're talking about. Because now we're fearful of a result, so we're trying hard to you know, avoid that result basically. And now we're squeezing the club really hard, trying to really control how that's moving. And again, it just creates that, that spiral that all starts from, like you said, I love that acronym TFAR, but I think the awareness is a big thing, right? A hundred percent. I mean, any change process or improvement starts with awareness. I mean, if you look at the levels of learning, the first level is, is unconscious incompetence, right? You don't know what you don't know. So how do you even make any improvements until you start shedding light on these different areas. And one of the best things that players can do is start journaling things and start Mm. writing down and creating a practice journal, a competitive journal, and start writing down things about your mental and physical signs of tension. It's important to know what type of shots are there, what type of situations created, are there certain types of players that are creating this, and what are you experiencing and feeling in your body? We have to start looking first at what's going on. We have to have an awareness of that and take our minds off of autopilot. And by having an awareness, now we can create some new action steps. So yeah, absolutely. You got to start assessing your game and start looking at this and, and start noticing where do you store it? One of the things I notice and look for right away with players is when they're taking their swing, do their lips disappear? Like you said, with the locked jaw. When I see those lips disappearing, I know there's extra harbor tension and stored up tension in the body too. And if we can release that, they can actually get a lot more speed. And also, like you said, with the breathing, if if you just breathe in a stress breath, which is upward, and you hold it, I mean, you can feel the tension all in your neck and shoulder areas. I mean, it's almost impossible to execute a golf swing like that. So again, it's paying attention to these awareness signs and jotting them down. So once we become aware, now we can actually begin to progress. And I'd say that's one of the key things, especially in eliminating tension in your golf game. Perfect. So now that we know, you know, what's going on, obviously we need to know what to do about it and some training things. So why don't you start us with some of the, some things we can do in practice to really get ourselves prepared. Okay, so going on the point about eliminating harbor tension, like, right, we start seeing some of these warning signs, our lips are disappearing, our bodies are getting tighter. 
It's important also to bring up about stress that when we're under some stress or we're under performance pressure, the blood flow leaves the extremities and that's why some of the grip pressure starts changing. So when we're experiencing tension or we're noticing that on the course, the easiest way to do it and get rid of it is by using it against itself. Okay. So what I mean by that is, is rather than just trying to loosen up, right? It's sometimes tough to identify that. We want to use the tension and let's say with the grip, we're going to take a deep breath in and we're going to squeeze the grip as hard as we can for five seconds. And then we're just going to fully go to jello. And you can do this with your arms and your shoulders and different various groups of your body. So we like to kind of segregate the body into three sections. You have your upper body, your neck and your shoulders and your arms. You'd have your core and then your legs. So you can do this right now. You can breathe in deeply, tense all the muscles in your neck and your shoulders, your arms as tight as you can. Exhale. And now we go loose and we go limp. And the reason why we do this is if you're not aware of tension in your body, you're not, no, you obviously don't know what relaxation feels like. And so what this does is, is it activates max tension to max relaxation. And now we can start identifying where in our body is tighter, where in our body is, is more difficult to release this tension from. And that's typically where you're harboring it in your golf swing or during stress. So great ways of doing that on the course. You can go breathe in, exhale, let those arms go loose. Walking to your shot, you can be tensing, relaxing with your breath. And definitely with the grip is important to do because again, with the blood leaving your extremities, if you're at a five on your normal grip pressure, under stress or pressure, that five is now an eight because of the changes in the blood flow. And so by loosening and going to zero, now we can reset the grip and get it at the appropriate level. So use tension against itself and that's the easiest way to find relaxation. Yeah, that's an awesome one because again, it just heightens that awareness and one thing I'll say is that players can mistake uh, lower tension and speed. And I've seen a lot of times, like, if players try to get looser, they get really slow. And that's not what we want. I mean, in golf, we still want to hit it far. We still want to be able to be aggressive, but we want to be able to do that without getting super tense. So one drill that I love to do in practice is actually hitting balls with no thumbs. So what I found is that when you grip the club, because again, like a lot of pressure comes from the thumbs, like you can squeeze hard with the, the fingers and it still doesn't run a lot of tension. Once you start pushing on the thumbs, like it, it amplifies everything. So when we take swings or putts um, and our thumbs are not on the club, like at first you're going to feel a whole different sensation of what, what's going on. You're going to feel the weight of the club a lot differently. Your body's going to move a lot differently. And you can also do that and still try to hit it your full distance, which is cool. So you can learn to be aggressive by almost making sure that you have no tension in there. So you start to feel what that's really like. Because again, players that don't know what low tension is, the first thing they do is they start going about half speed which is, I think we can agree, we, we don't necessarily want. So a no thumb swings is really great. And then putting, uh, just no, like nothing on the, on the grip but your palms is a great one too. I don't know if you've seen that one at all, but like just putting your palms flat against the side of the grip and trying to swing that. And you just start to feel things move so much differently. You feel the weight of the club move differently and you really start to get a sensation of rhythm. So that's one of like my favorite things to do in terms of helping players uh, feel what that low tension feels like. 
All right, so I want to kind of bring up something that you can do off course that's going to be able to help you to eliminate tension too. And that's a progressive relaxation and what we would call a body scan. And there's also an on course application for this. Uh, back when I was working with a lot of clients in the fields of hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming, one of the ways we guided people into relaxed states of awareness for visualization and mental rehearsal exercises was through progressive relaxation. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to find a comfortable place where you can relax at your house. You're going to be able to put your feet up, you know, relax. And you're going to start by doing just some deep breathing and close your eyes at this point. Then what you want to do is progress down your body. Start at the top of your head and begin relaxing all the muscles around your forehead, around your eyelids, around your face, feeling the tension drop out of your jaw and become slack. And as you continue to breathe, you just continue to work the relaxation down your body relaxing parts where you're finding tension. And as we become more comfortable with doing this type of practice, and I'll, I'll be free, uh, happy to put up like a little sheet on the website that gives some of the steps for this and a little more instruction. But as, as you go and, and you learn this progressive relaxation, what it transfers into on the course is you can now have the ability to do body scans. It raises your mind, mental and physical awareness of how your body's feeling. And so now when we get to the course, we can do a quick scans of our body. Take a deep breath, close our eyes. We start at the top of our head and begin to work down through our body to notice if we are carrying any tension anywhere. And if we are, we can use the tension release technique that we talked about, or you can simply do some things to loosen and stretch up that area so that we can go out and have max flexibility, the best motion patterns, and give ourselves the ability to execute our best golf swings. Man, that's really good. I mean, your, your two points with the harboring tension and that is, is awesome um so i'll give you one more one more swing one that's good so you know before i talk about the no thumbs and another one i like too that kind of plays into one of our earlier episodes when we talk about body language is you know recoil swings and again players that typically have a lot of tension in the swing they will really hold their finish and that's not necessarily always the best thing because if you think about it, especially with a driver, if you're swinging around 100 miles an hour, we'll just say for for kick's sake here, and you swing 100 miles an hour and you just stop it, like that takes a lot of tension to do that. Like you're going to be really have to squeeze that thing and your shoulders going to be flexing and stuff. So, you know, literally just hitting balls where you just hit it and kind of let it bounce off your shoulder and keep bringing the club down is a really good one. But it also starts to kind of almost double time as body language and confidence too because usually when players start to get into rhythm is when you see them you kind of they'll kind of hit a drive pull the club down pick up the tee and walk off you know they're not sitting there holding their finish and staring it down the fairway the whole time when they're hitting great shots so just hitting shots even with irons and just kind of hitting it and letting the club head come right back down is a good one just to keep the thing moving and keep it flowing through the swing it uh, it really helps keep that tension out of there too, and it just you start to feel the body move, and you know when you start feeling that freedom in the swing, it's a whole different world. But to your point earlier about everything amplified under pressure, so like you got to be able to do that really well in practice before you're going to be able to do that in the course, because there's going to be a little extra tension out there on the course, and in pressure there's going to be even more tension, and under big time pressure there's going to be more tension. So the more we get better at doing that in practice and understanding that field, understanding and defining our process, this is how we start to perform under any of these circumstances. And that's a pretty cool thing. 
Yeah, and, and concluding to that point, um, that's why we have to do the off-course stuff as well. I mean, you may overlook this progressive relaxation and say, well, why would I want to do this? Or I, I don't have to worry about tension out there. So learning the technique of practicing releasing the tension or even practicing with different grip pressures, it's important because when the moment comes, right, it's too late to learn about it. When the moment comes, we want to have that awareness of our mind and body so that when we're in that situation, we can take advantage of it and thrive. So again, I encourage everybody, like do that 1% activity. Learning how to progressively relax your body is a wonderful skill. It's a skill that's a 1% skill, one of those definers or those separators that begin to kind of separate you from the field when talent and technique isn't, isn't now a separator per se. Everybody kind of has that as a baseline. So your ability to stay loose, your, still, your ability to eliminate tension, these things all become separators for you and start chiseling out more of the champion. So do the stuff off course, put some of these practice tips into play because you're going to notice when the pressure's on, this is going to be the things that are going to come through and help you to succeed. So John, I have a question for you. Do you feel like there's a right amount of tension for every player or is every player unique? I don't think there's a universal when it comes to tension. I think a lot of that becomes a feel thing. I think what's most important is you find what's consistent for you through the various aspects of your game. So for some players, your your stock grip might be a seven in your full swing, right? Maybe you like that little bit of tension. For others, that stock grip might be a four. So I think it's important to practice with creating a scale of like a zero to a 10. What's zero what's 10, what's in between. And what you start doing is experimenting in your practice to find your ideal grip pressure. And that may change from short game and putting and full swing. But I think what it is, is you finding your norm and staying consistent to that and eliminating your tension or even adding tension when needed uh, to the grip or, or to your body to perform your best. I just, I think that's a good one because that's kind of a question I always ask too. I mean, is there really a, a right one is there a wrong one i mean people try to lump things into you know everybody needs to do this which is why a lot of times like the sports psychology books and things don't work because it's like this is the way to do it and we know that it's not it's not like that for everybody i mean some players like you said might be better off with a little more tension and that feeling of a little stronger here where some players really need to feel loosey-goosey and just like letting it all fly um, but like you said, the important thing is to figure out what is what you're best at, where you feel the best. And but then again, being able to practice that, like you said, I think the most important takeaway for me in this is that you can't get on the course and start trying this stuff. You know, this has got to be practiced. You got to define it in your practice. And then you got to be able to challenge it so you're absolutely prepared when you play. Because again, if you go out there and, and some of the tension diffusing stuff will absolutely help out there, but understanding what grip pressure you're best at and just having every little thing about your game defined before you go out there, it gives you a world of confidence in what you're doing. It's the players that are not prepared that going out there and they start trying this stuff that tend to bucket because Oh, they'll try it once and it doesn't work. Oh, I tried to swing looser on the course today. It didn't work. So now they go back to the old stuff. And then we're trying so many different things that we, you know, three rounds later, we, we don't know what to do because we haven't practiced anything. We haven't committed to anything. We're just searching, you know, and that's, that's probably the biggest thing that hurts any golfer in any realm is that search 
in that constant search. And, you know, one of my phrases is always the search will always lead to darkness. The more you define what you need to do, write it down. I love your your points about writing and journaling. I'm huge on that. I have journals in my academy. Um, but that's just so important. Just define, define, define. I mean, we say it every episode. We're going to say it on every episode. It's just so huge to go, this is what I do. This is how I do it. Like down to every little detail. Well, to that point, why definition so important is the world class. Simplicity is genius, right? So the more you can define it, the more you can simplify it, the more repeatable it becomes, the more simple it becomes. And I always tell my players, simple is genius. Let's keep distilling it down because outside of these simple steps, these necessary ingredients for success, excuse me, everything else is interference. It's mental clutter, things we don't even have to put our attention to. So we're always trying to define and we're always trying to raise our awareness so that we can simplify so that it's repeatable in all situations. And, and going back to tension, you know, everybody's going to experience tension at some level. So kind of start raising your awareness, put your mental focus on this and start playing around with some different things, especially grip pressures. I would encourage everybody to kind of play around with that and find your, your norm. If you want a little quick takeaway, though, something that's kind of like a, a little secret gem that you can go and apply on the course if you're dealing with a lot of tension, learn to swing with a slack jaw. And if you're dealing in a real tense situation on the course, slack your jaw all the way from start to finish in your golf swing. What that's going to do is it's going to keep your neck and your shoulders loose so that we're not harboring it in our takeaway or our through swing. So if you're dealing in a big moment, Take a deep breath, finish that exhale, let your jaw get slacked and see if you can execute with the jaw hanging open. And that's going to free up some tension in your swing. It's kind of more of a quick fix to get you out there, kind of get you flowing. But apply these over time because we want to, we want to establish the skills. These are mental skills of being able to recognize tension and to be able to release it. And so cultivate the skills in practice. You're going to love it whenever you get to the tournament because it's going to give you a competitive edge. So I hope you guys enjoyed all these lessons today and uh, I, I go apply it in your game. All right, John, great episode. We're going to wrap it up there. Uh, as a reminder, you can find us on Instagram at The Go Low Show, also Facebook at The Go Low Show, or our website, www.thegoloshow.com get on there ask questions we're here to help and we'll be doing some question answers on instagram as well so find us there but until then apply these in your game and we'll see you in the next episode